Hello and welcome to, I think, the seventh time learning together. And we are still working our way through the multiple introductions of the Rambam, which I've, I've said to you are not really introductions. In a certain sense, they are, but they're laying the foundations of everything that will come in this amazing journey through the Guide for the Perplexed, the Moen of Uchim. So we're now to the third introduction. The third and the fourth are much shorter than the second. And the third one is not really, it's called Savas Mamarza. It's the instructions of how to read this work. So this one, really the second time you learn through is like, oh yes, I get it now. But you've got to remember this one. If you want to really grasp everything that's in here so that nothing escapes you, compare chapters to one to the other. Right? Your goal in any one chapter should not be to understand that chapter alone, but also to understand each word that occurs as one appears to be, which will often happen, something he seems to slide into as, oh, I got into the side. It's even as I say, and it's not the goal of this chapter. Even if it's not the goal of the chapter. So he's told you now black on white. And hopefully, there's a sham when we go through it. I'll show you where these uh, some of these occur. Because um, everything is not just been random. But with real deep precision. So even though I told you in the Mishnah Torah, when you read the, the, the Hezalachic work, you see exactly the precision. Really, the guide is the same. The Ramam is telling you, although it will not appear that way, it will appear higgledy-piggledy and all over to this topic and then this topic and then all back to this topic. Oh, yeah, let's go back to this topic. That's not correct. That's just how it appears because we're not ready to grasp it because you've got to flash the lights. As he said in the earlier section, he's got to, um, he's got to let us see the sparks. He's got to let us the, let the, the lightning flash. But actually, it's very, very precise. And, and we know the Rambo is, when the Rambo says something precise, what it means. Mishnah Diuk, Vizhiros Magrimos Tos, Bavonos Dovakosha. And also, very, very lot of work to make sure that there won't be, um, won't, we won't fail to explain something difficult that needs to be explained. There's actually nothing that is out of place. Unless it's needed to explain something in place. So when he tells you explicitly, this is not here, it means, yes, it's not the goal of this chapter as far as this chapter goes, but you needed to know that point right here, right now. Do not therefore uh, just um, look into it kind of, oh yeah, kind of got the basic point. Now, I have to warn you already, I'm thinking when we get certain chapters, we are going to go relatively quickly through them, maybe even go through quite a few of them outside. I'm just thinking how much time it's going to take us to go through in 20-minute slots to get through the whole guide. Um, but when <clears throat> I'll try and point out if he does do these digression points. And also, another thing to notice is, often when he's bringing proofs or something, he'll bring a number of psukim, a number of verses. And quite often, they will relate back to similar verses brought in previous chapters or later chapters, that together cover a whole episode in Torah that's important to get through. So I'll try and point those things out as well. But it's definitely worth you spending time beyond our Chaburah together, uh, going through the chapter, just carefully revising what we said and noticing things like this. Um, also, it's worth when you're quite a distance in, going back over and learning again. Again, all depends on how much time people have, but then you really, really get the Ramah telling us how you're going to get out your best from all of this. Okay, now if you, if you just do it, 
quickly, you're going to actually uh, damage me. Val toil, that's mechan, it won't be good for you. Um, rather, um, you should learn everything that ought to be learned, and constantly go over it. And that will cover most things, most things you'll find difficult in the Torah, that are going to be difficult for the enlightened. And remember, the enlightened, he's already given us the criteria of what that means. I make a Shavua, as the Ramah says, he's making a Shavua with Hashem, and maybe exalted, as call me Shayik Shekara Mamari Zeh, that anybody who reads this, Shalai Yefarish by Afmilachas, do not comment on a single word, and don't clarify it to anybody else, Ela Mashum Afurish Budvarinas is explicit, Misha Kadmeni Mechachmetar Asenim for Somim, unless you can find something in it. Um, that explicitly along the lines of what earlier Chachamim of the Torah have said. Don't, if you find something you think is not in the words of the Chachamim before, then don't teach that, don't, don't clarify that to anybody else. Nor should you um, try too quickly to respond to me. It will be possible sometimes that you might think I mean one thing when I actually mean the opposite. So you're going to bring some disproof of me or some argument against me where it's not what I meant. And you damage, you cause, you cause harm where I was trying to help. You're paying bad instead of good. By the way, this is, again, we'll try and look at some examples that he may have been intending as we go through, although this obviously opens up to lots of, of possible interpretations. Is he saying that you won't find such things or, or you might find such things but don't teach them too publicly? Or what, what is he saying exactly over here? Either way, the simple point is that it's very, very easy to misunderstand the Rambam because he's writing in this obscure style and he is not trying to be inconsistent with previous generations. And he's going to call Misha Voy Liadoi. Rather, a person should really think as much as you can. Um... If it, if it uh, sort of satisfies our thirst, even just in one point, through which um, anything you've been finding difficult and because of learning the safer, one thing is made easier and, and satisfies your thirst for knowledge. Give thanks to Hashem. And be content with what you've understood. Don't try and overread into things that you might not understand. If you find nothing at all of any benefit at all, then just treat it like it wasn't written. Just leave it. If you think there's something wrong with it in your thinking, try to understand it by judging me favorably, says the Rambam. Even if you have to sometimes use a far out interpretation, that we even say about the average person, right? An average, you see an average fellow <coughs> doing something that looks wrong. You interpret it in the positive, even if it's far out. How much more so when you deal with Chachmei Torah, wise people teaching Torah, who are telling you there's a very hard thing to teach and to navigate precisely, right? Who are doing their best to teach us truth and reality, and especially the way he's described, where it's not possible to do it in the simplest, most natural way. And I know that many beginners who do not really understand any deep thought, 
They may get some benefit out of some of the chapters. But the person getting the most out of this is the person I described above, somebody who's really got very strong faith, strong emuna, but also has learning outside that makes it seem like there's contradictions and problems. We ask them as whole proc you should be able to benefit from every single chapter. It should be really, really wonderful and really sweet to such a person. But those who are very confused, they're not just torn between two ways. They have um, complete emunah in the Torah, but they've also learned other stuff. But they've now got completely lost into false ways of thinking. And these guys who think they're great thinkers, but don't really have any knowledge of true knowledge, there be a lot of things in here that they're going to find really, really hard. They won't understand what they're doing. And uh, and more than that, they are uh, they're going to they're going to find um, they're going to find things that are, they're going to find very very difficult to hold and a very. Um, um, seem to them as, as false things. Right? They are basically, um, yeah, they are basically, because of their own falsehood, they're going to see, be really, really struggle with this work over here. Now, who exactly is referring to here? Not so clear, but it's very possible he means them to Kalimun, as we're going to see later on and perhaps others who've got so deep into Aristotelian thought as well. Not so clear, but either of Creator of the universe knows, Right, that um, I've never stopped being really, really careful about every single thing that needs to be in this, in this uh, Sefer. Why? These are such deep matters. Nobody's done this that I'm aware of, says the Rambam, in our exile, since we've been in exile. In other words, the Nevi'im did it, the prophets did it. There might have been other works which we lost. I spent so much work, says the Rambam, because I'm doing something which hasn't really been done before. Trying to teach the pathway to the way of God whilst concealing from those who could get it wrong and not teaching people in an unhealthy way, but giving them the little sparks and so they can refine themselves and go deeper. Hashem only knows just how much work I've done. Right? How much, uh, how can I, um, how can I even do this? How can I even start writing a book like this when no one else has done it? What gave me the, the ability then to do it with all this fear and trepidation of doing something that's never been done before? There were two foundations. The Pasuk in Tehillim that says, which we read in two ways. It's a time of doing for God because they are undoing your Torah. Words, we're losing Torah, we're losing its depth, we're losing. And also having people who are knowledgeable in the science is getting completely mixed up and confused. And then you can do things with Dorish Chazal, Dorish on this. When it's Eslas Hashem, you can undo the normal way of, of normal operation within the teaching of Torah and do it differently. But Shane is in the second, the Mishnah Pirkei officer says, whatever you do, do for the sake of heaven. And the Rabbi was saying, I was thinking, what does Hashem want? What does Hashem want? What does Hashem want? 
And the answer was, he wants me to do this. Many things that occur, or some things that occur in this work. This is just so powerful when the Rambam writes this. It's just like, it puts you in, in, in the mindset of, this is, this is awesome things that Rambam himself is not sure why they should even have written this safer. But this is why he did it. Um, the rule is And by the way, that's why I wrote earlier. You may find things you think are mistaken. Please judge me favorably. You know, I'm really trying to do this the right way. Okay. But I'm the one who, who um, when I was pressed, I find no other way to teach the truth other than a way that will maybe give <coughs> one person who's the right type of student, the right, and, ten, uh, and, and thousands of ten thousands of fools could get wrong. I'm going to say what that one person needs to hear even if the masses will then misunderstand and mock and so on. How many Marubim? But far bat salasi, bat salas oisa nala, a yachid mashanilkad boy. And uh, I want to, I want to free, I want to liberate that one person who was stuck because of, because of the right journey and right intellectual journey, but they got him stuck and I want to help him. And get him out of his confusion until he reaches true shlemus, true pathway. So there's so much going on here. But let's just sum up the main point is every single thing is going to be exactly where it needs to be. And you have to think very carefully, compare chapter to chapter, compare things in chapters to things in chapters, because the Rambam has worked so hard on, on literally the order of this, even though it won't seem that way. And, uh, and, and yes, he had tremendous trepidation writing it down, but ultimately it's worth it for those who cannot take the Torah in its simple, <coughs> naive way because of the sophistication in other areas. And it's worth just straightening one of them out, even though it may confuse lots of other people or lots of people may criticize it or whatever it'll be because they won't understand what he's doing because he has, can't write the way he'd like to write, but he's got to write in the only way he can teach, which is things said earlier, by revealing the flash of lightning, letting you, you've got to do a lot of work reading this book. And just reading this is like, oh, wow, I'm just so excited to get inside and, and start to do the actual work. And we're going to stop here. Go on, yeah. Straight. The fools are, are people who are, have not developed a basic sophistication enough to be bothered by things in the Torah and therefore could get very bothered by him answering questions that they don't have um, and some of the answers they'll come up with. Or, and also, they may not understand why chapters have to be where they are and points he's making on the side and, and can easily get stuck and lost. Then there's people who are not like that but might nevertheless misinterpret him Right now, I think, uh, as we'll go through, we'll see, for example, there are times when Gdoyle saw many of the great Rishonim attack the Rambam for certain things. And when we look carefully, we can see a potential defense of the Rambam. And that may be this other category of people who are not necessarily wrongly 
but can misunderstand him and ask questions. There is also a category of people who are the genuinely confused that the Rambam has already defined for us. The people who know some basic uh, secular knowledge and, and have matured a certain way of thinking, which today may include a lot more people than even have studied at great depth secular knowledge. We've absorbed certain ways of thinking from the world around us and are not happy by certain phrases in the Torah or imagery that, that they want. They've got emunah and they've got faith and they know it's true, it's from Hashem, but it doesn't seem to make sense. They can't reconcile the two. And then you've got another category of people who have been so led astray by the philosophical things, they perhaps don't believe in the truth of Torah, right? They're so steeped in, in, in certain philosophical ways or other ways of thinking that they've completely abandoned perhaps the Torah, or we're going to see another group where the Rambam, where they're, they're through their sophisticated thinking, they've abandoned all of scientific teaching, which the Rambam thinks is not a great thing either. And those groups the Rambam says are, are more like um, they're led astray. Right, so that's, I think, hopefully covers those categories. How, uh, the other question was, how do we know where we are? I think if a person basically thinks that the Torah is the word of Hashem, or at least very likely to be the word of Hashem, but they think that there are things in it that they struggle with understanding, they're probably capable of learning. They're probably in the category the Rambam was saying, and especially if they are going to take the safer, take this work the way he says it. Don't judge it too quickly. Realize that even if we're going to go quite quickly through, through some chapters, he has put everything exactly where it needs to be. And because he's put everything exactly where it needs to be, you should understand we may not be understanding him, but don't blame him for our misunderstanding of him. I'll say one final thing. If, if you feel that, uh, you know, that there's mysterious things in the Rambam where you think the Rambam is saying something he didn't say, but it fits your worldview you may also find that you might be in this category of over-projecting things into, into the Rambam, into, into Maimonides. I, I just had a story of somebody, I was uh, somebody in Oxford University wanted me to read a paper they'd written on Maimonides. I said to him, I'll read your paper, but let me just warn you one thing. <coughs> Anything, if, if you've gone and projected onto some mysterious thing that Rambam, Maimonides didn't say, but you think he's hiding, that happens to be your worldview, then I, let me just predict that might be in your paper. And he, he smiled back with an emoji and said, yeah, I think I fit into that category. So, you know, we have to be very careful. Um, let's work with the Rambam with what he says, but let's listen very, very carefully to precisely what he says, where he says it, how he says it, what he doesn't say, and, and build the whole thing together. We've got one final bit of the introduction to go through what, the fourth introduction that we'll have to wait till next time.